Hi, I'm Karen. <laughs> you switched it up on me, so now I'm going to have to say the Crash Test Mummies. <laughs> I did. Right, you go first. Hi, I'm Alexi. And I'm Karen. And this is the Crash Test Mummies Podcast. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Crash Test Mummies podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in again. And if it's your first time, then welcome, and we hope you enjoy joining in our conversation. Today, we are going to be talking about something that I think every single mom absolutely worries about all the time, Um, whether you're tired or have a baby who seems too tired, not tired enough, sleeps too much, or doesn't sleep at all. That is the topic today. So we're going to just dive right in. Karen? I have a question for you. Oh, no. What question can you not answer yes to, Alexi? All right. <laughs> am, I, am I tired? <laughs> am I not tired? Am I asleep? No, are, <laughs> are you asleep? You can't answer yes to that, right? I like that little riddle. I do like a riddle. Uh, Hi everyone, welcome back. And yes, as Alexi said, this is something that all you guys um, struggle with. Getting sleep routines sorted, also getting sleep yourselves. It is something that I don't know if parents have ever found the secret to solving this. I really don't think there is a secret key. I think that's the whole point is like everyone wants to, you know, everyone finds something that works for them, but then their neighbor does it and it does absolutely nothing. Like every child, it's their goal in life to make us wreak our brains and like Google search for years (laughs) on how to make this child go to sleep. And there is no answer. (laughs) Well, let's share with our listeners our experience of establishing sleep routines and what works, what doesn't work for us, what we would recommend, etc. So to kick off, can you just explain what your sleep routine is like with your kids in your house at the moment? So it obviously I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, so it's taken a lot of time to hone this And I'm not going to lie, like there are a lot of nights where both kids end up in our bed, but (laughs) like by a lot of nights, I mean most nights, but here's what we do in our house. Um, We, I have dinner ready when my husband gets home from work. I'm obviously at home with the kids all day. So when Adam gets home, we have dinner together as a family. And then Adam takes them upstairs and does this like assault course game where they run around and they go through tunnels and up around bridges and he times them. And like, that's their special after like evening thing. And then I know, and it's great because he gives me time. It's like 30 minutes of time that I don't have the kids and I just get to chill. And then he also does bath time with them every night, which is great. And then when they're done bath, they both usually want me to put them to bed. So Adam will keep an eye on Presley while I put Hudson to bed. And he likes a whole routine. He gets a story and a song. And then I lay with him for a couple minutes. And then Presley, I just, I put her in my bed and I lay with her until she falls asleep. And I usually sing, um, you are my sunshine. And usually she like sings it with me. And then slowly you can hear her start, stop singing. And then falling asleep so she does go to sleep in my bed and then I transfer her from my bed to the cot nine out of ten nights she ends up back in our bed if I'm being honest and then like 
five out of 10 nights, Hudson comes in in the middle of the night and wants a cuddle. So that's what we do. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Um, so we've got three boys. We've got a six-year-old, three-year-old, one-year-old. So it's a bit of a handful. Um, I am an advocate of having dinner as early as feasibly possible these days. We used to sort of make fun of parents that we'd have dinner ready at like half past four or five o'clock, some people do. And I'd be like, what? Like, that's crazy. But actually, the earlier you get the dinner started, the earlier you get the routine going. And so, so, yeah, we pick the boys up from school. We have a little time uh, playing or chatting or doing whatever with about their day. We walk the dog and then we have dinner them bath because generally their food ends up all over them yep and (laughs) um and we have bath time fox loves having a bath with the boys now and it's so sweet um and then uh the problem is we're now outnumbered there are three of them so (laughs) so jonah has to now sort himself out so that's fine because he's six so jonah loves going to bed by himself like he loves getting into his little zone on the top bunk bed and looking through his books and then he settles down winter feral running around you know trying to avoid sleep at all costs and fox fox is very similar to jonah actually already at one he's a self-soother he is happy just to sit in his cot play with his toys and then he'll like snuggle up and make make himself a little bed in his blanket and fall asleep. So yeah, our problem is winter. So Chris tends to take winter on and I take the other two. So I'll snuggle with Jonah. We'll have a chat. We do this thing called Jonah's Day where I tell Jonah's Day as a story. Um, like once upon a time, there was a boy called Jonah and he woke up on Monday at eight o'clock and he had Weetabix for breakfast. And so he loves that because then it means that he can tell me about his day in school and then I turn into a story. And um, if we're lucky, we have about 20 minutes to sit down and watch Neighbours at the end of the day, which if you're listening from America, it's like a soap opera that's ridiculous, but it helps my tired brain unwind. I'm done. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So you watch Neighbors with Chris or you watch Neighbors with the kids? No. uh, That's like your time. That's our time. Yeah. Yeah. We will reconvene after our... No, no, no. Like, yeah, it's it's like, you know, we've been out to work (laughs) getting the kids to bed and then we meet up for like half an hour at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah, that's my thing. Like if I don't fall asleep, putting Presley to sleep, which happens all the time, and I do have the energy to get back out of bed and go downstairs and hang out with Adam, we never get further than like one show. And then we look at each other and we're like, let's just go to bed. Like, I'm so tired. And it's even on the nights that I feel like I get good sleep, I'm always so tired. Like motherhood just takes it out of you. Like I think it's because it's so mentally, emotionally, and just physically challenging that like by the end of the day, all you want is just to close your eyes in silence and go to bed. But even when you sleep, uh, don't you find that you are a very light sleeper now because you're always on call even oh, yeah. if you're sleeping like a child could whisper and you would hear it yeah like presley's cot travel she sleeps in a travel cot beside my bed 
and you know, like I said, she wakes up every night and it's like clockwork. And you know, you every time she even rolls over in there, I'm like, is she waking up? And I like wake up and I shh, 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 or I stand up and I pat her back and try to get her to stay in her own bed. It's like, we're in that awkward phase right now where I just want her to learn to sleep in her own bed, says the mom yeah. who has a four-year-old who sleeps in her bed half the time. But I just, I'm just ready to like have my bed back. As much as I love my babies being in my bed sometimes, like I also love just having my own bed. And my shoulder is like officially destroyed from co-sleeping and like having the baby always on my shoulder. Like I wake up in the mornings and my right shoulder is always so sore. And I'm like, oh, this is what motherhood has done to me. Yeah. Well, that yeah sounded like, yeah, I don't care. No, I do care. But it does link quite well into the next question, which is what has been the most challenging aspect of a sleep routine? Would you say that it's the co-sleeping part? No, because I love co-sleeping and I think it's so special and I, I, you know, I really enjoy it. I think the problem is just that when it's time to put a kid in their own bed, it's, it's harder because they're used to being with you and like you are their pacifier. And I yeah. just, with both my kids, both of them have slept in my bed and I just haven't found that happy medium. Like I get so much flack from my mom and dad, like you've, you've raised them this way. Like that's why they because you've created yeah. them this way, which is fine. Like I also want them to feel like if they need me or, you know, that I'm there and that's just the way that we parent. You know what I mean? You awful, awful parent. I know. I let your my... children to feel safe and secure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like not, mm-hmm. I, you know, to each their own, yeah. but that's just what worked for us. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't mention, you know, I, I spoke about how the kids get to the point of sleep, but actually that isn't the end of it because, winter is not a good sleeper and he will be up in the night generally and will find his way into our bed Mm -hmm. and recently we've been struggling with him wetting our bed so it's just awful because you wake up and you're all wet and you feel ashamed like you've wet your bed (laughs) and it wasn't even me Um, and I bet I bet winter doesn't even care he's like ha ha totally you'll just (laughs) snuggle straight back down I think what's most challenging, despite the fact that I love co-sleeping with the boys, I mean, we've got a king size bed and I would gladly have them in there with me every night. But Chris has really um, been affected by uh, little toes Mm -hmm. in his back and (laughs) on his face. And they always seem to like sleep sideways. uh, Is that horizontally? Yes. Yes. Horizontally. So we always sort of joke, it's like they're filling in our H for Howden. <laughs> that's great. That's what, they always have one of us, one of them doing that. And it's really affected Chris's back and he gets real back trouble because he's not getting good sleep. And they always cuddle to me and then sort of kick him out of yes. the way. I don't know if that's the same with it's you. It's the exact same because it dri- Adam, it drives him crazy because Presley's feet are always in his face or like jabbing him in the ribs. And he's always like, can you move her? I'm like, no, I won't dare move her because if she wakes up then I have to put her back to sleep so you just scoot over or like go sleep in the guest bedroom and therein lies the problem like I don't want my husband sleeping in the guest bedroom because we've got two kids in the bed you know what I mean like at the end of the day like I I want my spouse to be put you know in a way at first especially when it comes to like our bed you know yeah (laughs) so that's therein lies the issue that we are currently trying to work through yeah 
Has it been different with each of the babies that you've had or have they sort of followed the same journey Mm. through sleep? It's been, they're, you know, they have similarities, but they're also totally different. Like Hudson was the hardest sleeper ever. Um, Like when he was born, he nursed all night long. He used me as a pacifier. He could not sleep unless he was on my boob. Like that's just how he was, which is how we ended up co-sleeping because I would nurse him for 45 minutes at a time. He would sleep for 10 minutes. And the second I took him off my boob, he would want to be on my boob again. He'd wake up. So it just was easier for me to sleep with him attached to my boob. Um, Yeah. And there was, there's only, if there's only one. Yeah, exactly. And you know, at that point I was a new mom. I just wanted to get my sleep where I could get it. And he was also like, I Hudson was just difficult. He never napped. He had really bad acid reflux, which we didn't find out until later. So, you know, sleeping on his back and stuff, it just, it never happened. We couldn't get him to sleep unless he was in a carrier, in a stroller, in his car seat. Like it just was very, very difficult. Like the naps never happened. We couldn't get him in his own bed. It was hard. And like, even now he still doesn't nap. Presley, on the other hand, she still co-slept with me and she like never took a binky, just like her brother. She was she liked to nurse, but she slept. And I also, to be fair, think that a lot of that was that I didn't have an option with her. Like I Hudson, he was only 23 months when she was born. So I had to be chasing him around. And if that meant putting her in like a moving bassinet thing and she her, she was crying, at least I knew she was safe. And then guess what? She would fall asleep. Um, so she's definitely been easier sleep wise. But now that she's a bit older, she's, she's still very clingy like she won't sleep in her own bed like we've tried and she just wants to be with me and she's very we call her a barnacle baby because she's so <laughs> she's very dependent on me especially at night when it comes to bedtime but you know and this also which I forgot to add with Hudson the sleep got so bad I wasn't sleeping at all I was getting probably like two hours of sleep a night and he was about nine months old and I just realized that I think a lot of my depression and like the way that I felt was coming from the fact that I was so tired. So you've said a lot of very good points there, but I have one really important question. And that is, what is a binky? Because <laughs> I've never heard of that before. It's a dummy. Oh, I can't okay. believe I okay. actually called it a binky. You didn't know, you've never heard of a binky. I know all your boys have been different, so I'm very curious to hear. Obviously, winter is the crazy one. So how did how did Jonah become such a good sleeper? Um, that is a good question, and I don't know the answer. I know that Jonah and Fox are similar in everything, including sleep routine. Um, and it just got to a point with Jonah where he would. He just wanted to go to sleep. Um, we kind of have a zero routine house where we like spending time with them in the evening because we used to work all the time and we didn't get to see them unless we spent time with them in the evening. But now we've kind of pulled that forward. We've reined that in a bit because the more children we've had, the less time we've had to see each other and the more our energy levels have depleted. So as much as I love our kids, sometimes I want to get rid of them. So they go to bed. But Jonah's happy in his own. Fox, again, happy in his own. And winter is a bit of a struggle. So Chris will have to lie with him. Um, but I think that also, I think that you can guess some kids' sleep routines from their personalities. Like 
Winter is a special child. He's he's quite an introvert and he does things in a different way than you would expect sometimes. And that's not a bad thing at all. It's just I wouldn't expect him to address sleep the way that other people would. And so he does four hour shifts and he'll get up in the night. He won't even necessarily wake us up. He'll just go and potter around and then he'll go back to bed a few hours later. <laughs> do you have to like have, do you have to like lock all the pantries? You wake up one day and like all the ice cream's gone, all the chips and the cookies are gone, and there's winter in his bed with like all everything around him. Like, oh well, I just woke up in my four hour wake up spree and decided to have a snack. Yeah. You say that, but at Easter he got up and he ate all of the Easter eggs. Stop it. Yeah, and then we came down and we found the evidence, and he was delighted with himself. I bet he was. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I know. Weird. I am freaking exhausted today because Fox was up with a temperature from four a.m. and I have not slept since, and it's now eight o'clock in the evening. And I think, how on earth am I still functioning? But then I remember I'm a mum and that's kind of what we do, right? I know. It's like a mom superpower. I remember – I always say this, like, how did I sleep in until like 12 o'clock and still – I'm so tired. <laughs> and I'm like, now I get – I know. Like, I wear a Samsung watch and I, it'll be like, you got four and a half hours of sleep last night. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and like, I'm yeah. ready to face today. Four hours. I know. Yeah, you kind of lower your expectations at what you're going to achieve of an evening, a nighttime sleep. I have a group on Facebook called the 4am feed and I find that the biggest conversation is about sleep. It's always people asking, how do I get my child into a routine? How do I get my baby into routine? Or more importantly, when in my life am I ever going to get sleep? I was going to say, again? that's my question. Is like, when do I get to sleep? Like, is this? Yeah, I guess there's two different sides, aren't there? There's mm. the, the baby side or the child side and then the parent side because if they're up, we're up. Yeah. And my mom likes to make a thing every time I say I'm tired to be like, well, you'll, you'll be tired for the rest of your life with Hudson. Like I said, it was just really hard. And we were at a point where he was not sleeping. We were lucky if he was getting seven hours of sleep the whole day. And it was becoming a huge issue. And he was miserable. We were miserable. I ended up calling the health visitor. And she said, oh, we'll just keep him up really late and then put him to bed. Like, try putting him to bed earlier. Nothing was working. And that's when we finally ended up calling a sleep specialist. And really? we did with Hudson. Yeah, it was out. I mean, it was out of control. I was so tired and I was struggling with postpartum depression. So not getting sleep was just, I was just really, really affected. Um, and it was getting to the point where no one had an answer for us. And we had tried everything. So we finally called a sleep specialist and she was in America. We were in England, of course. And they were called the cradle, uh, the cradle coach. That's who we used. And mm -hmm. so she kind of sat there and asked us what we were like looking to do. I told her I didn't really want Hudson like crying it out because this is again, just my personal experience. I didn't feel comfortable letting him scream and scream and scream and scream without, without knowing that like I was there. So she made a plan for us and it was like a routine. And in this instance, we 
put him in his cot and then I would sit there. I, I sat beside him. I didn't look at him, but I could hold his hand. I could pat his back. I could say, you know, I'm here. And I just kind of sat there for like 45 minutes the first night until he fell asleep. And then you just kind of follow this and you keep doing it. And I think after like four nights, he was falling asleep on his own within a couple of minutes of us putting in his bed. But I was, it was so hard to watch at first, but she kept saying, and it really has stuck with me, like learning to put yourself to sleep is such an important tool. Like it's something that you have to learn. If you, if you're, if you nurse him to sleep every night, he's not going to learn that he has to lay there, toss and turn a bit and then fall asleep. Like as adults, we get into bed, we don't just fall asleep. We, we've, learned or taught ourselves how to fall asleep. And in that yeah. instance, like I had to do it. However, that being said, I was unable to even do it with Presley because I found it so hard to do with Hudson. And with Presley, she sleeps. If she's in our bed, she just sleeps. And so it doesn't really bother us. Mm. But with Hudson, it wasn't that way. He was awake all night and it was just hard on everyone. So I think that different circumstances, different children, everyone calls for different things is kind of where I'm going, I guess. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Um yeah, we had a snooze pod, like a side bed. And um, the way that I got over uh, Jonah sleeping in the middle was that I could feed him because that mm-hmm. like little bed was attached to my bed. Yeah. So that was good. Um, but like you, when winter came along, it was completely different. Um, he's probably the worst out of the three. Like, Jonah likes to sleep, and when he is tired, he just takes himself to bed, and he's like, right, I'm off, see you later. But winter, like, I'm sure that he just sleeps in four-hour cycles. So regardless of, I don't know, like, what happens in the day, he will be awake at some point in the night, and he'll be wide awake. And so, like, for example, today, so winter is three, and... He, he got up at, what time? Got up at 7 a.m. Then he stayed up till 20 to 6. And then he fell asleep. And he's still asleep now. But he'll wake up at about 9, 10 o'clock. Um, and, like, be awake, awake. And it'll be a nightmare. Mm. Oh, my goodness. But there's nothing we can do. Like, we can't keep him awake. You know, like if he decides to go to sleep at that time, he's a nightmare if you don't let him. Right. And I'm sure that there will be people listening and screaming at me saying, you know, you're too easy on him. Yeah, but like we said, that's not what this is all about. We all are doing it in our own way and everyone else can just, you know, if you don't want to hear it, then go find a different (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's not about judging each other, is it? It's kind of... Yeah. Using. But that's the thing is like, again, with the mom friend thing, I, Mm. it's like the venting and the find, the finding out what works for other people. I'm, I was, I'm like, I'm totally open to trying anything. Like so many Mm. moms used to say, get him in a routine, do the bath every night and then put the same song on and, you know, do this, that, and the other thing. And I did that. And I'm telling you, it really didn't for us, Mm. at least for Hudson, it really didn't help. Like, he didn't seem to associate anything with sleep. It was just like, I'm, I'm not going to sleep. I, I'm not ready. I mean, white noise is the thing that worked with all of my kids and my husband who would lie down with them, listen to the white noise and fall asleep himself. But um, 
back in the old days when health and safety apparently wasn't an issue, my mum would tie a hairdryer around the door and leave it on. That's hilarious. That is so good. I know. Good. How dangerous is that? So good. Like, I know. We that used... was the only way to get my brother to sleep. I love it. We use um, white noise. I had this really good one on YouTube that had like a heartbeat sound with it. Excellent. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. was like my go-to. But now they have this app called Sleepy Paws. Again, not an ad, just a really <laughs> great app. And it's free and you get like, I think like one or two come with the app and there's even like white noise and like sounds. But the stories, they have like music with them and they're done like scientifically to help put kids to sleep. And Hudson every night, and he can he can pick because we paid for like the I don't know the premium version where you get like a hundred different stories, and he loves just scrolling mm-hmm. through picking his story, and it puts him to sleep within like two minutes every time. It's so good. Wow. I cannot. I mean, Karen, literally, if you don't have this app yet, it's absolutely genius. I love it. Sleepy pause. Mm-hmm. And like okay. when we were looking, we were looking at bunk beds for the kids because we're still trying to get them in their own bed. So we've been doing like the bunk bed idea. And Hudson was like, yeah. "Ooh, I can get a treehouse bunk bed like the koala from Sleepy Paws because his favorite story is about mm. the koala. And I was like, mm. oh, it's just, it's just sweet how he, you know, he does register it, but he just really looks forward to that at night. So that's kind of, I guess, become our routine is that Sleepy Paws app. It's a magic worker mm. when it comes to sleeping babies. I think you do have Cloud B in America. I think it's an Australian company. And they have different like animals that project lights and things. But we got a really good one that's like a turtle. And it projects the sea like waves going back and forth. <gasps> oh, that's cool. I'm looking at them online right moves. now. And it moves. It's really like hypnotic. And actually, Chris and I really love it. <laughs> and yeah, so you can hear... Like the waves and seagulls, and then you can see the waves moving back and forth. If you could give one piece of advice just after she's had a newborn, what would it be? Is this regarding sleep? sleep? Yeah. Um, yeah. My best piece of advice would be to find your own groove. I think that my, one of my biggest problems was I was going to everyone else and seeing what everyone else was doing and asking the, you know, the midwife, what I should be, what I was doing wrong, what should I be doing instead of just kind of listening to Hudson. And obviously what Hudson wanted was me and to nurse and to be Mm. close to me. But for so long, I thought that because I thought that I, you know, I was just concerned about what that would look like to others or if I could hurt him or I didn't trust my mom instinct. When you have a baby, you get a mom instinct and you have to listen to it and you have to listen to your baby and you have to just make those decisions even when they seem hard. And that doesn't mean don't try things like get sleepy paws and turn on the white noise and, you know, baby massage definitely helped us. But you just have to turn off all the the noise. There's a lot of static from others about what you should be doing and turn that off and just listen to yourself and to your baby. Mm, yeah. What about you? Um, no, I think I think that was a really good answer. I think that listening to your instinct and getting into your own groove finding your own groove and where you're comfortable and what works for you is key because you can spend so much time looking to others for advice and they've got no idea about the individual needs of each child like even if that be breastfed bottle fed you know like uh i've done both like i breastfed jonah pretty much exclusively for the first six months and then I combined 
winter didn't breastfeed at all and fox was kind of somewhere in the middle but if you ha- if you give a baby formula they will guzzle down a bottle and it will just knock them out whereas if you're breastfeeding it takes it can take a whole lot longer to feed them and to lull them into sleep because they've got to work harder for it they don't get the the instant hit that formula gives and so um that that means that the routines can be completely different. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with winter, I could wake up, give him a bottle, fall back asleep within 20 minutes. And so I was up for 20 minutes and that was it. But with Jonah, I was, you know, up watching season after season of the West Wing because <laughs> he just wouldn't sleep because he just wanted to feed all night. And that's okay. You just gave me the biggest point. The other thing is that. I think movement is your best friend, like baby carriers, slings, and buggies. Adam and I used to push Hudson around the neighborhood in a buggy, get a friend, get a glass of wine, and go pushing your babies around the block at night. <laughs> I'm serious. That. In America, it's a huge thing. Wine walks. Mm. You get you put your babies in the buggy, and you just walk, and the baby falls asleep, and da-da, you're done. Um, no yeah that's brilliant I love I, it I know and it's just a great it's also a great way to just connect with your friends you know you have a glass of wine mm. you talk you walk around the block and also like when I wanted Hudson to nap because he had acid reflux again that's something else listen to your instincts I knew something was up but I didn't know what it was and for so long I ignored the fact that he was so sick and just because I didn't want to believe that something was up but he was in fact sick and in um but anyway the carrier. He was in an upright position. I could get the housework done. I still had my two hands. I was able to get so much done. I And then I felt more energetic. I felt happy because I was getting things done. I wasn't just sitting on the house, nur- on the couch, nursing him. And he was sleeping, yeah. you know, and he slept because he was with me. Because again, that he, when he was a baby, all he wanted ever was to be with me. And I just finding ways to make that possible instead of seeing it as this terrible thing, because now, like now that he's older, what I would do to just be able to pick him up and hold him in my arms all day. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's like a little kangaroo in, in his mama's pouch. Yeah. And I know some babies aren't like that, but if you have a baby like that, just try, you know, there are ways to make, keep both of you happy and hopefully get that baby some sleep. Yeah. Fox, could you be any louder? Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, he can, he he can, can be, be louder. louder. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think uh, on that note, we should call it a day. Yeah, it would be really interesting. Flipping heck. Where's Chris? <laughs> he's watching Harry Potter with Jonah. Um, I bet he's posting stories about how you're drinking gin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We would love to hear your thoughts on what we've discussed. If you've got any tips yourself or you have any questions that you would like to be answered, then please comment below. As I said earlier, we do have a Facebook group, the 4am feed, especially for parents who are um, up in the night or just want to be part of a community because, you know, people comment all day every day and as usual we're so glad that you tuned in give us a like wherever you listen to your podcast and tell all your friends about us and subscribe of course (laughs) (laughs) 
and subscribe. This is episode three and we are going to be doing episode four next week. As I said before, we're going to roll them out every Tuesday with another parenting topic. Also, as usual, follow us on our personal pages at Raised Kind and at our tiny diaries. We'll see you next week for another Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye.